Hey folks, and welcome to Drinking Alone with Friends, a podcast where three friends drink alone together. My name's Chris. What up, what up, what up? It's Todd. And I'm Obert. And guys, I have a very important question for you. All right, shoot, what do you got? So, how, how, how are y'all's feet doing? Uh, pretty what good. A weird I, question. I got I got ten toes. Uh, no bunions. No blisters. Uh, they're dry. They're warm. I okay. Mean, basically, is I, I wasn't thinking about them, which is really what you want to what you want in your feet, I guess. Yeah, I mean, minor and slippers, I guess. Oh, okay. It's like the it's that's like the uh, the pajamas of the feet. Really, really are, yeah. So, so how are your feet doing, Chris? No, they're fine. They're doing great. Oh, cool, no, cool. Um, <laughs> oh, okay then. All right, yeah. welcome we six, to drinking alone with friends. Um, six yeah. good feet here. Six good feet. Uh, I'm just curious. I just want to know what you guys use to protect your feet. I guess that's more of where I'm trying to go with this. You mean like shoes? Or boots, yeah. or whatever. No, it's, well, actually, it's funny that you asked that because I realized the other day, <laughs> I don't know if it's the fact that I'm just like getting older or the fact that I moved to Montana or whatever, but I'm like, I've spent so much money on boots since I moved here two years ago. I'm like, I was trying to add it up. I'm like, I probably bought, you know, if you count ski boots, which are expensive, but I'm like, I've probably spent like $700 on boots since I moved to Montana buying like five pairs of boots. I got Are you my wearing ski boots, boots all the time? I I am. I wear steel toe boots at work. Um, just just two days ago, and maybe this is what prompted you to ask the question, Chris. But I just bought. Uh, <laughs> I was texting. I was texting the, the co-host saying, you know, I just bought a pair of muck boots, and I expected them to be like twenty five bucks. They were like one twenty five to two hundred something for like the super weather resistant pair. Now, Damn. for those of us who don't know, i.e., me, what is a muck boot? A muck boot is something you would wear when you're mucking. Okay, next question. <laughs> like what is mu- mucking? Like shoveling poop out of a horse stall or like walking around a muddy riverbank and your feet get stuck in the muck, like that's mucking. When okay. you're when you oh. So so I thought muck boots were like, you know, they're just basically like neoprene lined rubber boots and um you know, I thought like, okay, the glorified rain boots. How much can they be? Like twenty five bucks, thirty bucks. You know, uh, the reason I bought them is because you know, with with popcorn, uh, uh, apparently my my partner in crime here. Uh, <laughs> you know, I taken her out in the winter. We got about I don't know two feet, foot and a half of snow on the ground around here. I want something I could slip on and off without having to tie up my laces while she's trying to lick my face you know so that was the that was the inspiration to buy these boots so could you not have just bought rain boots also i'd like to point out that thank you for announcing that you do not in fact own a horse and this is why you had to get muck boots but (laughs) yeah i guess i guess i uh stole the punchline from that one but uh no i did not buy a horse i just have to uh take take a dog outside in all kinds of crazy montana winter weather conditions Mm. So so rain boots. So rain boots. Rain boots, Should... but but these ones are are hang on, I got the receipt right here. These are the Sub Zero Mid Bulk Sport Edition. So they're hmm. they're rain boots made for the cold. Yeah. Yeah. This says on the receipt minus forty. So I don't know. So that's that's how good these boots are down to. So now, for minus forty. Now my winter boots that I have, maybe this could have helped you save some cash. But then again, I don't know how much these boots cost because they were a gift. But my my winter boots don't have uh, what are those things called that tie your shoes together? Strings, laces. strings, yeah, laces. strings, <laughs> shoe strings, <laughs> um, shoe rope. <laughs> my my boots don't have shoe rope. They have zippers, <laughs> shoe zippers that mm. you know just zip up. Yeah. So mm. you could have also invested in just a pair of those and saved yourself probably at least a few shekels. Yeah, they they had a couple pairs. Fortunately, the ones I got were forty uh, percent off, so I was pretty happy with that. I only ended up spending seventy five on them. But I was at uh, Murdoch's. Have you guys ever heard of Murdoch's? Do you know what Murdoch's is? Nope. No. It's like um, we have Agway in the Northeast as like your kind of farm store. I would mm. say, or yeah, like that tractor, tractor, supply, tractor company. supply company. This is like a Western version of that. So it's imagine that, but like. Lots more cowboy boots and cowboy hats and 
horse supplies. <laughs> <laughs> Way yeah. more mucking supplies. Way more mucking supplies and mm. horse food and and tools and and gun related accessories. Mm. Um, it's just basically like if you own a farm, it's it's Walmart for farmers in the West. So oh. Walmart. No, Walmart doesn't have. You got to go to a Murdoch's, I think, to really get the full experience. But it's like it's it's Walmart for cowboys. Have you been on an unrelated note, but on a on a boot related note? Have you been to Boot Barn? Oh uh, yeah, that's where I bought my my hoop steel toed boots for work. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's where I bought my cowboy boots. Was at Boot Barn? Oh, in in Texas? Yeah, yeah. They don't have. I don't think I own boots. I don't think I own boots at all. That's crazy. I'm looking. I'm looking over at my my shoe rack right now, and I have. I'm looking at five pairs of boots. That's I a have lot of boots. I have yeah. three. Yeah. I have a pair of duck duck boots from L.L. Bean. Um, my winter boots, and then my my brand new cowboy boots, which are fantastic. Yeah, those are classy. You know, I I think I can't buy cowboy boots because I would just be a poser. I don't think I would. I don't think I've earned cowboy boots yet. Um, until I've been on like if I if I have a reason I need need to go on a horse or like muck a stable or <laughs> just be around <laughs> around horses in general, then maybe I can justify buying cowboy boots. But they're, I feel I like too much of a poser. They're really comfortable. Yeah. So if you if you want just a nice comfortable pair of boots. Can never go wrong with a pair of Ariats. Okay. I'll keep that in mind. I was just going to say, I feel like it would be if I lived in Montana my whole life and then moved to Connecticut and bought like a Tom Brady jersey and a Boston Red Sox ball cap and had never rooted for either team. You know, like that's kind of what I'm trying to say. So you're really just calling me a poser. Like every Patriots Red Sox fan. (laughs) Yeah. A, first of all, I am a Red Sox fan, but I'm not a Patriots fan. I will never buy a Tom Brady jersey. Sure, ever. sure. But yes, what I think he, you're calling what me. He, a, what if he goes to the Cowboys? That'd be a very strange <laughs> turn of events, and I still, <laughs> I wouldn't like it. Yeah, but no, you like, buy his jersey in protest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, damn it, I'm buying it, but not because I want to. No, but with my cowboy boots, I feel like you're calling me a poser. Do you like country music? No. Okay, I think if you were going to a like a country show like a country music festival or or concert and you had the whole cowboy hat you know well you i bought them as part of my halloween costume this year because i had to go to a work shirt that's tied yeah a little knot i have yeah. all that because i had to go to the, a, a halloween co- halloween costume party for work okay you had your red red cowboy boots <laughs> no, they're, they're not red <laughs> <laughs> yeah i know I, I don't know how i feel about you yankees wearing cowboy boots but um hey you know. i'm in texas a lot of my time during the year i know but everybody knows they're like oh look at that damn yankee i can tell <laughs> <laughs> do you still get called out ever chris as a yankee by strangers um, yeah every once in a while um What's like the biggest tell? How do they know? They accent so, the way the way I talk sometimes is is the way that it is what gives it away. So yeah, but you know you know they uh you know I'm not proud of being a Yankee, so it's not like <laughs> you still haven't developed the accent, which I find shocking. Yeah, you know it's he, it's one he of those probably things turns where... it off uh, when we're recording the podcast, and then when he goes to work, he's like, "Hey, y'all." <laughs> hey y'all, hey, y'all watch, watch this, this. <laughs> yeah no it, there's definitely sometimes i'll be talking and if i'm talking with a bunch of like southern folk i'll like get a little bit drawlsy in there but um it isn't too bad or if i'm drinking if i'm drinking i get a little loosey-goosey with it but but other than that it's i don't know it's harder to pick up an accent than i thought yeah <laughs> and i and i work with some folks with some heavy accents so <laughs> well let's see maybe we could um Get you slipping into that accent tonight after uh, a few drinks. <laughs> Ooh, okay. Yeah, why don't you why don't you lead us off on tonight's oh. beer review? That was Ober, that was a o- transition. <laughs> Ober really wants to get me talking talking Southern boy. <laughs> <laughs> There's a reason right. why we have Tud do the outro because by that point you're too Howdy, you're too y'all. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, so I'm actually. Again, this is one of those beers that I've been holding on to for a long time, but luckily it's a stout, so it should be fine. Um, but this is Fort George Brewing's Waves of Silence Imperial Stout. So, hmm. Where's that out of? Fort George. Is that out of New York? Uh, I believe it's Georgia. Oh. 
Oh, no, not even close. Fort George Brewery and Public House, Astoria, Oregon. Huh. Yeah, that's not close know. to New York or Georgia at all. No, it's actually like almost as far away from Georgia as you can get. Yeah, really. In the <laughs> U.S. Still, anyway. <laughs> yeah, while still being in the U.S. Um, Minus, you know, all of Alaska. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, Fort George, Wisconsin. Hawaii. <laughs> the, the lower 48. There you go. Um, but this is something that we got from our friends over at Tevor like all those million years ago. So Ooh. one of those ones I was hanging on to. Um, it wasn't stout season when we got it, and then it was just one of those things that kept kept putting it to the back of the fridge, putting it to the back of the fridge, and I'm like, you know what? Tonight is the night when two become one. The head on this thing died down a little bit, so that's that's nice. Um, but nice frothy head. I tell you, you'll see on the Instagram. Check out the pictures. Uh, nice lingering head, very frothy looking. Um, that's what she said. That is what she said. What would frothy looking be? What innuendo is that? <laughs> I was going with the first sentence. Oh, nice Good lingering head. head. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. Oh, right. I think frothy looking is a bad thing. But anyways. yeah, <laughs> she was rabid. <laughs> if it looks like that, you might want to consult a doctor. <laughs> yeah. So on the nose, I get a nice smelly, <laughs> smelly beer. No, <Ooh. laughs> <laughs> so, it's uh, got a really sweet- solid stank to it. <laughs> yeah. It's got really it's good stank. stank. It's really stanks. Um, no, it's a it's a good smelling beer. It smells a little sweet. Um, it's nine percent alcohol, and I can smell a tad bit of the alcohol. Um, but it's only nine percent, so not too bad. Uh, I don't know what it's brewed with, but it, it almost smells like there's maybe some vanilla in this bad boy or something like that. Something to add that little bit of little bit of something in there. So um, let's see what the taste th- goes with, though. And I'm just reading the can right now, and it says, drink fresh, do not age. Hashtag. Cool. <laughs> but it was refrigerated, so there's that. <laughs> it's better than being in your attic. So I just hope mm. that it was, I hope it was pasteurized beforehand and didn't just sit there and continue to age and grow and change and morph. And now it's like 20% ABV, and you're like, you're going to be speaking like a southerner before the end of your review. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's definitely, there's something going on in there. There's something going on with it, and I just can't can't pin pinpoint it with my tongue. Um, Ringworm. <laughs> I hope not. It's a very smooth stout. I'll start off with that. Nice and smooth, um, almost like velvety, velvety feeling almost. It, um, I think I'm getting some chocolate, like bitterness from the chocolate, because um, there's like a nice layer of, of that. I'm getting some, I'm definitely getting some sweetness, and I can't pick up if it's, it's not vanilla, so vanilla was incorrect, but... Sounds like... A Dove chocolate bar commercial, just very smooth, sweet, chocolatey. Yeah, r- rippling across the screen. Yeah, I mean, it's not like <laughs> it's not straight up, just like oh my god, I'm eating a piece of chocolate. But it has those nice, nice, sweet undertones. Um, but it pulls out some of the bitterness from chocolate too. So that's that's really nice. Um, the malts, because uh, of course this is this is our dark malt coming through right here, um, and. Yeah, it's just got a nice little nice finish. It's like a really, really solid, just smooth drinking, um, smooth drinking stout. Huh, it's really good. It doesn't taste funky at all, so no worries about it not being, you know, not being brand new or anything like that. Just a really solid, easy drinking, nine percent alcohol stout. <laughs> nice. And you know what? I realized I had a Port George beer. Now that you said it's from Oregon, I definitely picked some up when I went out there. Oh, really? Oh, nice. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. So. Because, yeah, the can looked familiar. I wasn't sure. Yeah, it's got these, like, um, waves on it for the waves of silence and things of that nature. So, um, but it's a it's a really solid beer. I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a 3.75 on Untapped. Um, it's one of those stouts that is, is, is a really good, really solid just stout. A um, little bit of hint of this, but I think it needed maybe one or two more elements. Maybe, like, barrel-aged, you know, would have thrown a... It's just a little but, too simple to yeah, really yeah. elevate it to the next next higher up. Right, yeah. Now. I mean, it's good. Um, for those of you that think that, like for a Russian Imperial Stout, I love Russian Imperial Stouts, but like if you think those are like too much for you or something along those lines or, you know, that's not enough flavor, I would probably suggest trying this because it does add a little bit more to it. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but it adds a, it's not as harsh, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Um, as like your Russian stouts or your barrel aged stouts or something like that. So I would give it a shot if you're, you know, hesitant on stouts. But... You're just getting into the stout game. Yeah, there you go. It's a really good beginner stout, gateway stout. 
Um, I th- I think Untapped. I'm gonna say is a three point eight three. Ooh. So out of one thousand twenty one check ins, it is okay. an even four point oh. Oh, okay. All right. Wow. All right. Very well respected. Beer. Four zero zero. Look at that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see it. I can definitely see it. It's good beer. Wow. They actually. Uh, I don't know if they list this on the can, but on Untapped, they actually give basically the recipe. Like they they include all the ingredients that went into this beer. So it was and brewed. Interesting. It was brewed on February twenty third, two thousand nineteen. For hops, it has saize and sterling. For malts, it has two row barley, flaked wheat, white wheat, chocolate wheat, double roasted crystal, Munich twenty L, roasted barley, and black barley. And for adjuncts, they put maple syrup and coconut in it. Hmm. And for yeast, it was ESB. Hmm. Well, I could see why they said not to let it sit because I could see those maple and coconut flavors dissipating pretty quickly. Yeah, and and actually, it's funny that you say coconut because I'm not a coconut fan, so I assume maybe it did just wash away, <laughs> as I don't get a ton of coconut on it at all. So who knows? Maybe I did do damage to it, but anyways, it worked out for me. I like it. Yeah, <laughs> it worked well because you didn't have the coconut. Yeah, yeah. You know, I just have I have one bone to pick with you, Chris. You know, okay. you mentioned that there's going to be a picture on the Instagram of this beer. Yes. And you you never tell me and Todd when you're taking this picture of these beer reviews. We're always like in the background, <laughs> like looking up in the distance, like scratching my head, like yep. thinking about what I want to say next. And uh, <laughs> you know what? You're not letting my most charismatic self shine on the Instagram. That's all I want to say. I've gotten so many emails at my personal email address. <laughs> oh, wait, wait. So we, I know about the one that Tut isn't on. <laughs> right. Now there's one that you both aren't on. <laughs> that say they want candid shots of, of the group. So Tut, I think this means we need to get an email address without him. Yes. No, that's not allowed. That's not allowed. <laughs> we, we definitely should. Um, as, as the CEO of DAWF Podcast, Inc., <laughs> we'll negotiate this off air <laughs> yeah, yeah if, if you're the ceo we can make obert the chairman of the board and i'll be the president and now well, we're I'm at a stalemate and ceo and and i'm the majority manager. stakeholder so yeah i don't know <laughs> i'm whatever is the i'm the grand poobah of and Anyways. I'm the and I'm the great grand poobah. <laughs> oh damn it i didn't even think about that <laughs> and i'm the great great grand poobah the great great grand poobah anyways great grand puma do you want to pick it up where we left off (laughs) sure so um (laughs) so this week i am drinking a stout from avery brewing company out of boulder colorado called uncle jacob's stout it's a stout aged in bourbon barrels um, it's part nice. of their annual barrel series, and it's batch number six, bottled February twenty fourth, two thousand seventeen. Oh boy, I don't think I realized this before I opened this. It is a fourteen point nine percent ABV when canned, so this is probably pushing seventeen ABV now. Oh nice, boy. yeah. So, so I'm just I'm I'm reading the story on it, and it's basically named for the head brewer's sixth great grand uncle. I don't know how. You have a sixth great granduncle, but that that is him, and he was a he's the first distiller of of bourbon. Interesting. Ever. Wow. Ever. Two hundred and three years before they began brewing their beer, he was the first ever brewer of bourbon in Bourbon County, Kentucky in seventeen ninety. And what was his name? Uncle Jacob. Cool. They don't they don't give his real name or his real last name. He's just Uncle Jacob. Everybody knew him as that. <laughs> Especially sixth great great grand nephews yeah apparently uncle jake uncle uncle jacob of bourbon kentucky yeah so on the nose um all i smell is bourbon (laughs) 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 everything i smell is bourbon oh boy this is gonna be i might be speaking in a southern accent by the end of this podcast Ted's wearing oh. nothing but cowboy boots speaking with a southern drawl. Yeah. <laughs> it is it's a very sticky stout, as you can see if I turn it sideways in my glass. It it does stick to the glass very well. Underneath the bourbon, I smell more bourbon. So uh let's go ahead and taste it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't had a lot of bourbon stout this year, I don't think. So I gotta gotta get on that. 
Looks like Tud ha- Tud has having straight bourbon right now. Yeah. So um, I taste bourbon. Surprise, surprise. But underneath that is a really sweet stout. I get hints of maybe some uh, some chocolate, but you know, very very little. That's probably the sweetness. So yeah, so definitely sweetness of chocolate, and then pretty much just a, a plain old bourbon stout. So you Ooh. get the bourbon flavor. Do you get the bourbon burn? Yep, just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, you really feel in that four what was it fourteen point fourteen point nine. Okay. Yeah, not fifteen. Yeah, Def- just below fifteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, so um as I drink it a few more times and the bourbon flavor kind of washes away, besides the bourbon burn, that still still sticks behind. There there definitely is there definitely are hints of uh some caramel flavors, some chocolate flavors. Overall this is gonna be it's going to be a rough cup to cup of beer to finish. How big was, is this from a bottle or a can or what? It's from a bottle. It's just from a twelve ounce bottle. Okay. Okay. Oh, that's a, is that a picture of the uh, of that's the picture of Uncle Jacob on the bottle. Uncle Jacob on the bottle. Back at that. Okay. Go check out the Instagram if you want to see a picture of that. I should point out, and I don't know if you guys can see this, but for the listeners, there is a distinct ring of just Sediment? stuff. Yeah, stuck to the bottom of the of the glass. I would say it was sediment, but I'm not entirely sure what sediment would be in this. It smell I mean it, the bottle smells a lot like chocolate. So I'm assuming that that's probably what was added in here at some point. It could just be, you know, dead yeast. Yeah, I was going to say. I know a lot of the beers that I drink have some kind of sediment at the bottom, so True. I think most of the time that's what it is, too. Is it's just the once the yeast is no right. longer fermenting, it uh it dies and then settles at the bottom. So that's probably what it is. Um, yeah, overall, a, r- a really solid stout, a uh, really solid entry to the Bourbon Barrel series of stouts that I've had. Definitely, it you know, while it is a 15% beer and I can taste the alcohol, I would not say that it tastes like a 15% alcoholic beer. Uh, you know, maybe somewhere around a, a 9 or a 10 is somewhere where, where I've had similar beers that have had that alcohol content and this tastes like. So there's definitely a hidden 5% worth of alcohol in this beer, which is pretty cool. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Now, with beers like that, that are so high in alcohol, like, I guess, I, okay, so I guess the question would be, because, I mean, we've all had the Bourbon County Stouts, we've all had those things, and they're all higher in alcohol, too. Like, how often do you have a beer where that is high in alcohol where you're like, oh, damn, this is definitely 15%, you know what I mean? Because, personally, I can't think of one where I'm just like, hmm, yeah, this is definitely 15% alcohol. I think it's easier in some high alcohol IPAs to get the alcoholic flavor than some, some of the more, the stoutier stouts out there. Mm, that's probably fair. Maybe not 15. That's hard to put that much in an IPA. But uh, once you start getting to those triple IPAs, I can taste the alcohol. True. Yeah, I, I mean, Chris, I see where you're coming from that uh, I just don't know if I've ever... I don't know if I've ever been like, yeah, this is this is really that high of of alcohol. So it's a weird thing for uh, I guess it's a weird thing for us to say, but but yeah, I don't. Yeah, taste- I was just I was just curious because I think the last time I had one that was like that, it was like Sam Adams Utopias, which well, yeah, that's isn't hardly a beer. A beer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's like a a port or something like that. <laughs> just, really, it's a yeah, little, little different. Yeah. Now, now, Todd, you said that. This beer was bottled in 2017? Correct. How long have you had this thing? I bought it last winter, and I've been meaning to bring it to the podcast ever since, and yeah. I just Sounds kept on like forgetting about it. Quite the backlog of beers. Yeah. So about that, I wanted to bring up a conversation with you guys about saving beer, and I know that the three of us are beer connoisseurs and somewhat of beer collectors. Obviously, Chris is drinking a older beer right now. Yes. Let me just say real quick, I think you should always save beers. No no soldier, no man left behind. No no half finished beers <laughs> on the table. Always always finish them. Don't let those die. <laughs> um Obert goes around the end of parties just polishing off <laughs> oh boy. solo oh. cups. It's <laughs> terrible. Don't 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 you dare pour that down. That's how, you, that's how you get the flu right there. <laughs> that's um, right. So I did some uh some soul searching this past weekend, I guess, and um invent I guess that's the word I'm looking for. Look, I did some inventory this past week, ah. and 
So officially, as of this podcast, that'll come out on February 6th. Nope, January 30th. Okay, officially, <laughs> as of this podcast, that'll come out on January 30th. I am announcing here and now, I am not buying another single beer to bring into my household for all of 2020. Holy crap. I don't what? I don't believe it. We talked yeah. you know what we talked about new beers resolutions and yours how yours last year was to kind of whittle it down and, and drink two for everyone you bring in. You're saying zero in. Zero in. All out. <laughs> All out. This could become okay. a problem come like June or July when I run out of IPAs, but this is my goal as of right now. Yeah. Well, so what if you have like no white claws for the summer, I mean that's that's a problem. That's, that doesn't count as a beer. Just <laughs> oh, <okay, okay. laughs> supplement with the claws. What if like so, Witch Meadow from from Fox Farm goes on on sale, or there's like a crazy exclusive? There's like triple sunshine collaboration with Treehouse. Yeah, this like, is going to be tough. Um, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. I think it's a it's an interesting challenge that I have, but. I've got enough beer that I think will is capable of lasting me all of 2020. So I'm gonna try it. Now, granted, like I said, come the middle of summer when I run out of IPAs and I run out of sours and all I have left to drink are stouts, I feel like I may be in a little bit of trouble. Yeah, that's why I think you should you should come up with like a penalty, not like you you do it and you lose. You bring one in and you lose. Just like figure out a way that you can because it's gonna be extenuating circumstances, and I don't want you to give up. You know what I mean? I think you can do this. I have faith in you. But you gotta gotta come up with a penalty for if you bring if you're at a party and you you brought a six pack and you only drank four, you know. Yeah, I it, guess. Well, I mean, I can always leave those behind. That's true. To for the person hosting the party. But I, I, like I said, the only thing that I think I could that I would encounter is that in the middle of summer, most of my beers that I have saved are stouts or porters. And I think the struggle is is once it becomes warm, who wants to drink a stout or a porter? Right. Mm. Like yeah, right yeah. now, like I can coast the rest of the winter, this winter and next winter, <laughs> and be just fine. <laughs> so you, you took an inventory. There. Do you have a number? I do. I don't feel comfortable sharing okay, on the I was going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck doesn't want to get robbed. Well, I mean, you got to think about it. So, you know, think about this. Not, like, Tud drank 650 beers last year, right? 650 distinct beers last year. Yeah. And I mean, taste. Tasters and that type of stuff. I wouldn't right, say right, right, right. So, and that doesn't count duplicates or you know, oh, I bought a four pack, so I'm going to finish the four pack. Or I went to Trillium, so I'm going to have Trillium on the podcast 15 times. But you know, all this stuff. <laughs> so you got to just think about the amount of beers that he has. I'm envisioning just like him opening a room and having like for the Harry Potter fans out there when he opens his uh his safe at Gringotts the first time and it's just like <laughs> a huge wall of money and I'm just like. I mean, you're close. I, I have yeah. a, I have a closet. Yeah. I'm imagining that he has a closet, and then like you, there's like a small hidden door in the back of the closet, and then opens like another full room of beer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Caitlin's like, for some reason, the floor plan of this house doesn't match the outside. It's really weird. Yeah, I was like, don't, oh, don't worry weird. about it. Did you mention? No, I, I didn't think there was a beer vault. Why did you say beer vault? <laughs> it doesn't does ring a bell. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck, Ted. That's gonna yeah. be that's gonna be tough. So, I, so this was this was also a call to the listeners. I want to know: Do they also collect beer like this, and do they have an inordinate amount of beer saved up in their house? And what do they do to get rid of it? Or what do you guys do? Yeah, write us in. You know, you know our address. <laughs> that would be dawf podcast at gmail dot com. That's right. That's go. the one. Hashtag follow the email. And so, um, to conclude this review, now that we've gone on for way too long. <laughs> I'm, I I like this beer. I thought it was good. Um, I'm gonna give it a 4.0. Uh, definitely better than than the beer that we had last week with the the Sierra Nevada 40. I would drink this over that if I saw this on tap at the bar. You know, it's not the best bourbon barrel beer I've ever had, but at the same time, solid entry. You know, maybe in 2021, if I saw it on the shelf, I'd buy it. <laughs> <laughs> and then you'll save it for our episode in 2024. Perfect. Uh, you'll hand it down to your your son on his 21st birthday. <laughs> your as yet unconceived son. Yeah, just be like, hey, I bought this for you before you existed. Here you go. There you go. Um, and for untapped, I'm going to say th- eh, 4.02. Well, actually, this one comes in pretty high. 
It's a four three five. Oh wow! Wow! Yeah. Damn, that's well, very high. That is one hell of a beer. Really? Yeah. Very cool. I I'm looking at it. You know, I went to go check it in, and I see a lot of uh, people posting that it it gives them a reminiscent flavor of Bourbon Bear or Bourbon County, which I can definitely see. Mm. I mean, this tastes like a standard Bourbon County beer. So so. And if know. anybody knows, it would yeah. be good. <laughs> well, I speaking was of say, you've you know, really my, been going through these bourbon barrel aged beers here. Speaking of uh, Bourbon County and backlogs, we've got a whole bunch more boys. <laughs> oh boy, it's gonna be it's gonna be you know the middle of August, and this week I'm reviewing because I have nothing else left. Bourbon County. <laughs> well, oh important question: What if somebody sends you beer? That Ooh. is that is a that's a loophole. I'll allow it, I guess. <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not buying any more beer to bring into this house. However, I will hand Caitlin a fifty dollars bill, and I won't open the bag until <laughs> she's entered the beer cave. <laughs> no, well, like I said, in that the only thing I'm going to have an issue with is the summer. I think that other than that, I can get you know from October to March or to, you know the end of March, I can get by with what I have. Maybe even a little bit of April, but. Once the you know once it starts to be sixty degrees and up consistently, drinking these heavy bourbon barrel aged beers is tough. Yeah, yeah. So I may have to put this on pause for the summers. <laughs> already, <laughs> already backing down from the challenge here. No, no. My goal right now, I did, I did some math. If I drink every beer that I own that's just in my fridges alone, I could, and I drink one beer a day from now until they were gone. I could go till like. June 1st. Wow. That's a lot of beer. That's a sizable amount of beer, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Obert, now that we've gone you know, almost the entire episode, yeah. Uh, what are you drinking today? Uh, well, I'm glad you asked, and it's going to be tough to finish it before <laughs> I'll just be chugging the whole handles here. And with that, we have to start handles. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. Click, 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 click. <laughs> um, this week, I bring back one of my personal favorites uh a a new brewery newish brewery older brewery i don't know it's a brewery from connecticut it's from area two this is one that i took back with me oh such a good place yeah this is i so that i took a little piece of connecticut back with me um i saw this in the packy as they call it in connecticut and uh i couldn't couldn't pass it up area two again being the experimental brewing brewery associated with attached to two roads um and this week I have the Rumble, which is a rum barrel aged passion fruit gosa. Uh, very cool, like tropical wave on the can. Uh, more more subdued than like a Hawaiian punch label, but there's like storm clouds brewing and a tidal wave flowing. They says they took Two Roads passion fruit gosa and aged it in select Jamaican rum barrels for a truly thunderous brew. Um, and it's spelled R U M B B L. So. Um, I love rum. I love beer. I like when I can have the two together. So I figured I would just give it a shot. Um, this is 8.2% alcohol. So uh, the lightweight of today's episode. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's an interesting Ooh, looking beer too. I know. It looks nice. I didn't expect to see an area two beer look that hazy. Like a hazy boy. Yeah. Smelling it, it smells absolutely like a tropical fruit. It smells like... Maybe not even tropical fruit. It smells like a pina colada. That's what this this smells like to me. I get pineapple and that sweet um, dark rum aromas, the molassesy rum flavor. Oh, as I take my first sip, this reminds me of a great cocktail called the Painkiller, which is a rum and pineapple juice based drink with some uh, nutmeg on the on the rim for. Uh, some flavor and uh this does not taste like a beer i'll tell you what i feel like i'm drinking a cocktail in <laughs> a glass absolutely that uh that area too is pretty cool and they do some really cool stuff I've, i haven't had this this one yet and unfortunately i won't be able to go out and buy it but <laughs> and you never will <laughs> but you know no. what the wife can <laughs> <laughs> yeah this was interesting um you know how nowadays they're doing uh instead of six packs with the rings they got the plastic cap six pack holders and the four pack holders mm -hmm. this was in a two pack and i've never seen such a thing before so i bought a i bought a two pack of these to tr try them out and uh yeah this is take feels like i'm drinking a hawaiian punch except it's golden hued instead of 
bright red, blood red. It it does look. Can you hold that up to the camera one more time? It looks almost like like I think of like lemon lime Gatorade is more what what it looks like. It's colored, and I don't know whether that's the camera or if it looks like that's yeah. in person too. It's a little darker than that, but I could see that you're not so far off. It almost looks like maybe a, a filtered apple cider. I could even see the that being what it looks like. Uh, and it almost tastes like apple cider. Like I said, that caramel goodness, it reminds you of like some Clyde's hard cider in a way. And the 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 sourness is very well balanced. Um, sometimes I shy away from ghosts as they're too sour. And I think, you know, this would be good for a four ounce pour, maybe an eight ounce pour, but anything more than that, it just, you'd get that pucker overload. This um, is a very subdued sour and it's a well balanced beer. Absolutely. All of Two Roads Area 2 stuff that I've had, I have not had a beer from them that's disappointed me yet. Uh, I wouldn't want to age this any longer than I have. I think it's best fresh, but it's it's absolutely delicious. Um, even though it's only in the low 20s here in Montana, I feel like I'm on a tropical beach somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, I'm going to give this, and I think this is a little bonus because it is such a unique unusual beer this gets a four and a quarter from me Ooh, nice that, that must Very mean nice. it would be like a four seven five to chris and i yeah this is like on the new untapped scale this is a 4.4 4. oh wow Ooh, damn yeah yeah this is this is really good that area two place is fantastic i mean it's yeah. probably it's it's got to be one of the more unique breweries i've ever been to in my life they're just doing so many weird things there that it's just awesome it sounds like, and correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds a, lo- a very, very similar to like the Funkatorium. It definitely is very similar. Um, I wouldn't say that they're, they're not as good as the Funkatorium yet, obviously, because they're you know they're still new. They're they haven't even been open right. a year yet. But oh, they've been open for a year, right? No, uh, maybe I think not. I went. I think I went last March, and they had only been open for like two weeks. Okay, so we're so. We're wow. coming up on a yeah. year. Closing in on a year. So but they th- haven't they haven't earned their funk yet. They're still developing their funk. They're just a notorium. <laughs> <laughs> they took a lot of their inspiration for what they wanted to be, I think, from what Wicked Weed was and still is with a funkatorium, but as we all know, Wicked Weed is owned by uh Anheuser Busch now. So I think Two Roads just wanted to fill that void. And they're they're doing a they're doing a really good job. I mean, when I see it on tap in places around here, I do order it. Obviously, they they they're kind of encroaching on the the perch of OEC as well around in this area. So it'll be cool in a couple of years once they're fully up to speed, and we'll see who can produce a better sour, OEC or Area Two. Yeah, and if you want to hear more about OEC, Area Two, Funkatorium, dive into our back catalog as we've talked about all these breweries extensively before. Yeah, or subscribe and wait till the summer when I have nothing else to drink but OEC sours and. <laughs> I have to review those. And they'll be back. Yeah. Um, so I'm assuming there's not a lot of untapped reviews, probably around, you know, 1,000, 1,500. But I think the untapped diverse is, is in line with me here. Um, I'm going to say this is like a 4-3-3. Okay. Well, this is probably the biggest discrepancy we've had. Oh, Ooh, no. I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, how many, how many reviews are there? 453 check-ins. Okay. Oh, wow. And it's a... Th- Three four four. Holy moly! This is. Uh, I really like this beer a lot more than. All right, <laughs> folks, ignore everything I just said. Uh, it's bad. No. You gotta try it yourself. I'm a huge yeah. rum fan, so. I, right. I went and looked at the the reviews from like the world. The second newest review is a point two five, and the person just wrote odd. It's definitely oh, odd, but I like fair. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's definitely one of those one of those beers that. I don't think you, you're going to get universally loved just because of how bizarre it is. That's a good point. You know, and I should have taken that into account. I kind of figured, though, that like the people who would reach for it would be the people who would like those flavors, you know, kind of self-selecting to a little higher demographic here. But uh, just, you know, off the podcast here, did we mention that this was aged in Jamaican rum barrels? Uh, yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah. Um, but it, and did you mention that it's their passion fruit goza that you, anybody uh, can buy off the store? I, I did say that too. I must have just passed out in the middle of this fucking review. <laughs> Sometimes it's tough. It's tough. I miss stuff all the time on your guys' beer review because I'm like trying to think of what I want to say and ask you guys and all that. 
You know, we could also just leave this in because this could just be the 15% ABV beer hitting me in the face. That could be it too. (laughs) One thing thing I wanted to add to close this review out is um, just from the side of the can, it says here that it's pleasantly tart with tropical fruit notes balanced by hints of oak, vanilla, and sugar cane from the rum barrels. And um, that's a big check, check, check for me. So I think that's why I like it so much. And uh, having having read that, I completely taste all those and really, really like those that flavor combination. I do want to try to get more into rum as well. I don't I don't know how to do it. Rum's never been really my thing. But like you over you you seem to like rum a lot and I do. I'm jealous of your love of rum. Yeah. Well, uh I mean, we had a crash course of rum. I know Chris did in uh the Dominican. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yep. Emphasis on crash course. <laughs> I mean, I drank a lot of vodka during that trip, but Oh, did you? A lot of you who got a crash course in rum, I kind of stayed away. Oh, no. Yeah. I definitely drank more rum in that one week than I did like my entire life. <laughs> yeah. Before or after. Right. Since then as well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> He's got He got his lifetime amount filled in with one week. <laughs> <laughs> it was totally worth it, though. So much fun. Yeah. Well, maybe we'll have to do that as a segment sometime, Todd. Me and you will have to do some kind of a rum collab review. Ready when you are. Yeah, let's do it. I didn't say I couldn't buy booze. Ooh. Ooh got the little sneaky go. back door. And I'm always gonna encourage encourage other people to crack open that liquor cabinet other than me. So we'll have to we'll do a rum episode. We'll all do a rum episode. Ooh, I like too. that. You know what? Maybe maybe as the weather starts getting warmer, spring right. break. So that's our spring break episode. How does that there sound? There we go. There we go. Yeah. A a rum extravaganza, if you will. Yeah. No, it's gotta be like a rum cabana party. Like, sure. You know, pool party. Yeah. Yeah. Like, something. A, I don't know. like a rum foam party. <laughs> <laughs> but for your ears. <laughs> yes. But for your ears. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, this has been a fun one, but I think it's time we wrap it up. Um, it's time to pull that frosty mug of wisdom off the shelf and uh, pass it around and where we each offer things we like, things we love, things that we think are just okay, and uh, things we want to share with our listeners. And um, I want to hand it off to Tud to start this week's episode. Tud, what do you got for for Frosty Wisdom? Fantastic. Um, This week, I am going to recommend a television show that uh, recently Caitlin and I started watching, and that's called Ozark. Nice. It's it's available on Netflix. It stars uh, Jason Bateman. It's a Netflix exclusive, correct? Yes. Yeah, and season three is coming out in March, I think. Uh. It's all I know is I keep on getting advertisements to get caught up now before season three comes out. Yeah, binge now, folks. So basically, it is. I get a lot of uh, Breaking Bad vibes from it, and that's all I can really say to sell it to people. If you watch Breaking Bad and you loved it, chances are you probably will like this. Uh, Jason Bateman is you know a it, it's it's about money laundering. He's a money launderer. So just go watch it. It's awesome. It's it's definitely a drama. Yeah, drama with some essence of thriller mixed in. Uh, we just finished season one the other day. It was fantastic. Uh, heading into season two this week. So I just recommend for people to go out there and, and start watching it just like me. If you are a huge fan of Breaking Bad, as I said, you're going to love this one. Nice. Oh, I, I'll chime in here because I, I think my, my thoughts on this show is I was hooked right away from the pilot. Um, the first episode of this show like starts off with a bang and it really, it really sets the pace for the whole, the whole Legitimately show. a bang. Yeah. So um, just start with episode one, and I think from there, you're not going to be able to hit reach over to the remote to get Netflix to stop playing the next episode fast enough. So, <laughs> uh, But yeah, Jason Bateman, also the uh, – you probably know him from Arrested Development as the main character there. That or uh, the, that or the one where the horrible bosses. That's – a lot of people I know only know him from that because they never watched Arrested Development. That's true. But this is his first major dramatic role, and he does a really solid job. Yeah, he was fantastic. He's so far he's been great. I'm gonna hand the mug over to Obert. All right. Well, I'm gonna bring a handle. Um, it's a handle we we sometimes have on this podcast, uh, and that's a cell phone app. We we do a lot of these. Um, we try and keep them to be free because honestly, ninety percent of the apps I think we all download are free apps. So this is an app to replace your current browser. Um, I only. No, it's available for sure on iOS, but I would believe it's available on Android as well. Can I use DuckDuckGo? 
you can use DuckDuckGo, and I'll and I'll get there. But uh, if you use Chrome, if you use Safari, if you use Firefox, um, if Microsoft has an internet app for iPhones, if you use that one, <laughs> move it away from your current internet screen spot on the home row and uh, download Brave. Brave is cool because it, like DuckDuckGo, protects your privacy, uh, and it also has an added benefit of being an ad blocker. Uh, and oh, Chris is showing me. Yes, it is available for for Android. Yes, and um, you know, I, there's a bunch of really cool technical things about how it makes just your internet browsing a better experience by loading things faster, blocking ads, all that stuff. But one cool thing about it is the more you use it, you earn a cryptocurrency called BAT, basic attention tokens for seeing some whitelisted ads. And you can use those tokens, which you can translate to real dollars to uh, tip some of your favorite creators online. So if there's like indie developers or artists or cool blogs that you follow, um, they can opt in and you can you can tip them this online currency, uh, which I thought was a really unique, really unique thing. And I've been using it for a couple weeks now, and uh, I have no complaints. It's it does everything that my old browsers were doing, and you know I never never noticed the switch at all, which is really what you want in, when you're replacing something you use every day. Now, when I go onto the app store, I noticed I type in Brave, and then I also noticed that as we were talking, DuckDuckGo has their own app. Why? I mean, the cryptocurrency thing, I guess, is the reason why you would download Brave over the straight-up DuckDuckGo app. Hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I don't know too much about the DuckDuckGo app, but I do know that when you open Brave, and this is what I was trying to get back to earlier, is um, it first thing it asks you is what you want to set as your default search engine, and you can choose DuckDuckGo right up top. So it's I, it's very open and very much like, if you download Brave, you will be the, you'll be ahead of the curve. You're going to be the cool, the cool kid, and everybody's going to be like, oh, what is that internet browser? I'm so impressed. Hmm. Well, I'm going to download it. I'm going to try it out. You know, I'm always nervous about the man tracking me down. So, yeah. Are you on the App Store? Are there any other are there any other perks about it that I didn't mention? Um, let's take a look. Like I said, I just know in general, it just makes it a better, faster, more secure browsing experience. So, it all it says is it's it's opening line is privately browse the web on Brave for free. Brave is lightning fast, safe, and private, preventing you from being tracked by ads. Uh, its biggest selling points are fast and secure, battery and data optimization, privacy protection, and Brave rewards. Hmm. And it also got- has a built-in third-party ad blocker, which that's yeah, pretty cool. Yeah, that's that's why I downloaded it. And a pop-up it because, blocker. Because of all of the ad, because there's no good mobile ad blocking on iPhone, at least. Android, you have a lot more options, but uh, that was what initially drew me to Brave, and the other, all the other perks is what kept me. All right, so with that, I know we're running long here, so why don't you why don't you fill up this last third of our mug here with some some frostomy with frostomy wisdom, frostomy wisdom, <laughs> frostomy wisdom. There we go. Uh, so I'm gonna mention a game that recently I don't know how recently I recently discovered that also became available on phone, and uh, it's called Don't Starve. Have you guys played this game at all? Yes, I have not, but I've heard of it. So it's like a survival style game. Um, you start off in the middle of like the woods, and the whole point of it is to try and survive as many days as you can uh, with random attacks from wolves and random monsters, and you can starve and think of the, things of that nature. I was say, so, it sounds like the objective is right there in the name. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but survi- surprisingly, you don't. Starving is not how you often die. It's, okay. it's almost always. Um, you know, being attacked by something a gruesome, and... violent death. Exactly. Um, it's a pretty, it's a, it's a lot of, it's a really fun game. I put a lot of hours in it when I first bought it for the PS4, I believe. Uh, and then Dana the other day was like, "Oh man, Don't Starve is a is an app for your phone now." So she ended up downloading it, and uh, she's been playing it a little bit. So it's kind of like reignited my interest in the game. But it's a really fun game, really addicting. Um, you know, how, how much is it on the phone? It's called Don't Starve Pocket Edition, and it's five bucks, four ninety nine. So um, that's not bad. No, not bad. No. Uh, and like you can get it on sale for if you if you really want to wait, you can get it on sale on Steam for 
cheaper than that, I think, during some of their big sales for the, events. For the non-pocket edition. Right, for the for the computer edition. <laughs> yeah. So so Dana bought it for her phone. Yes. And mm-hmm. I'm always a little leery of games that started off requiring a controller or a keyboard and mouse and then transitioned to the phone. Um, how is this game, how does it work optimized for your phone? Is it as seamless as playing it, you know, sitting down in front of your TV or do you have to make... Does the game make some sacrifices to make it work for your phone? Um, I personally have not played it on the phone yet, so okay, just keep that in mind. But uh, it is the I'm looking at screenshots of it now. There is like tapping. They they like enlarge the toolbar on the bottom so you could tap more easily. I think. Um, but Dana said she's gotten hooked on it and it's been playing a lot. So you know, just keep that in mind for when you purchase. Uh, don't starve in general. Just buy yeah, it. it's a great okay. game. It's a great game. Very cool. And so with that, we'd like to thank you all for listening. Uh, we would like to thank the breweries that provided today's beers. I will go first with thanking Avery Brewing Company for their Uncle Jacob's Stout. I'd like to thank Fort George Brewing and our friends at Tavor for their Waves of Silence Imperial Stout. And I want to thank Area 2 for the Rumble, which I thought was great. I don't know what everybody else is thinking about. <laughs> those those last-minute jabs. Uh, yeah. Uh, make sure you head over to social media and follow us on all social media platforms at DAWF Podcast. Also, make sure you hashtag follow the email at DAWFpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure you also head over to Patreon and become a subscriber. Uh, just for as little as a dollar a month, you can get a lot of extra content, as well as a spot in voting for the Mr. Oscars 2020 uh, awards that we will announce the categories for next week. Um, also, make sure you head over to iTunes, give us a five-star rating, and leave a comment. Also, when you see us post on social media, whether that's Facebook or Instagram, please make sure you're sharing that uh, with your friends and with your friends' group. That way, if anybody else is out there is interested in you know beer, liquor, or just you know in general having a fun time with three awesome dudes, uh, they can just come check out this podcast. If you're not a social media media person and you still listen to this podcast, just tell your friends. You talk to people. Tell them. Word of mouth is the best advertising that there is. Really. Yes. Just tell people about it. And so with that, my name's Tud. My name's Chris. And I'm Obert. And remember, if you're drinking alone, you do it with friends. Yeehaw! <laughs> oh, get, a, get a dog, <laughs> little longy. <laughs> I guess Chris <laughs> supposed to finish his beer. Yep. <laughs> How's that, how's that high alcohol beer working for you? The rootness, tipness, you know, the wild west. You know, my, uh, my southern accent didn't come out, but I do have cowboy boots, so maybe I'll just go start wearing them. <laughs> your southern accent didn't come out, but there are two Chris's and two Oberts on your screen right now. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, at a minimum of two. <laughs>